Just a quick warning because we always give a quick warning at the beginnings and we don't really know how to start the episodes without giving a quick <laughs> warning because where would the music go and what would we say? But we're going to be talking about the album art today. So I don't know. Uh, stuff might come up. I have stuff to say about a war. Uh, oh. <laughs> I mean, not much. Uh, bad relationship dynamics, you know, the huge. So uh, brace yourselves, I guess. everyone and welcome to another episode of A Hopeless Endeavor. Um, today we're talking about the Have One On Me album art. Um, my name is Sam. My name is Nikki. I have said this before. You have said this before. <laughs> we have said this before. We have said this before. I think this is going to be a short episode. <laughs> it's not going to be a Kingfisher seven-parter. Uh, that's for sure at least. But I think it's going to be kind of short. So I think this album art is so different from the East album art because I think for that album and for those songs in particular, I was looking for meaning in every single thing. And that's true with like a few songs on this album, like for sure, Kingfisher. Um, what else did we do really? deep dive in have one on me long baby birch go long like not every song was as dense as a lot of a lot of the songs on east and so i think when we did the east album art episode like we talked about every single fucking flower in her crown we talked about (laughs) like the chair she was sitting on and i don't think that's necessarily the deal with this art Um, no Although it's no. incredibly interesting to look at. It's just not not the same vibe at all. It's not the same. And to like – to make myself confident in exactly what – that like thing that you've just said, Sam, mm-hmm. I – like something that I think supports that is this like very vague memory I, I had of her having said that she just dragged a bunch of her own shit into whatever room they were doing the picture taking in yes but like it i could not fucking find the support for this yeah for so long today like hours today we texted about like, this all day because i'm like I, yeah. I also know this is the thing that i've heard where when i have no idea but like it's I really hard it. to find like even when i googled like it was like have one on me cover art and then i remembered that the word dragged being used like she just oh, dragged specifically them. yeah but even then it didn't show up i had to uh, finally eventually in one of my permutations of this thing trying to optimize my search uh for this specific thing i ended up including peacock along with dragged along oh. with how on me and elmer and that's what finally brought it up because she dragged a peacock <laughs> into her living room for this and was um, it an interview you no, know, actually, it was a New York Times magazine. Mm, I don't even know what to say. Like a something on her, um, like highlight feature. Yeah, feature exactly. So it's called the the title of the article is called Joanna Newsom, the Changeling, um, and it was published in nine. No, no, not nineteen. Oh my god, uh, two thousand ten. So right around. Have one on me. Um, but the quote that was relevant for 
that purpose was um so this is a quote from the the article for the cover photo of heaven on me newsom dragged many of her belongings into her living room a stuffed peacock a leopard print ottoman tchotchkes and clothes and rugs and partitions and arranged them on and around her couch which sits in front of a wall-hung 18th century tapestry it's a cabinet of curiosities which Newsom mounted in the middle sorry with Newsom mounted in the middle stretched out on the sofa wearing a strapless dress and a flapper headband peering back at the viewer sphinx-like with mascara ringed eyes So that's all her shit, which is crazy. I mean, like what? Yeah, her house must be incredible. Their house must be so so cool. Oh um, my god! Yes, I just had a few other descriptions of the album art too. Research for this episode was uh, a lot lighter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I also think it's interesting that when they first released, like, the album cover art, it was just the font without yes. the image in the middle. Yes. Um, with the so this was in, date. Right. That was in an announcement from Drag City, right? I believe so. Yeah. The little tidbit I have about that is that Pitchfork reported that um, – that Drag City released the album cover and it described it, Pitchfork described it as a utilitarian cover art, a far cry from the fancy portrait that adorned East. Um, but they were referring to like just the black, like instead of the picture, just pictured blackness and mm. with Joanna Newsom on the top and have one on me on the bottom. And then less than a week later, Drag City revealed the actual cover. So then Pitchfork went on to describe it as a picture of Miss Newsom lounging amidst too many antiques and animal prints. She looks comfortable. <laughs> does she look comfortable? I don't think she does, actually. I mean, I mean, I don't know. What, what would you say? She looks posed. She looks posed. Yeah. She looks poised. Yes. Um, I don't know if she looks comfortable. She has a glass of wine. Maybe we should just describe first. Yes. So there's like that tapestry behind her. She is on a couch. There's hats. There's a pair of like golden uh, fawns at her feet and some gray feathers I guess these are the things that stick out to me too. There's obviously like dresses of all sorts of patterns and textures, very um, Allah does not suffice surrounding her. There's like leopard print. Um, there's two different side tables on either side of the couch. They each have the same fringed lamps and a candle and then some statues of hands that I assume yeah. hold jewelry or something. There's like a very lifelike fawn on one of those tables as well. And some picture frames, some little trinkets. And then behind her are two separate, what do they call them? Dividers, but they have like a nicer word. 
Oh, yeah. Um, partition? Partitions. Yeah. Yeah, good one. Two, like, what are obviously really beautiful, really beautiful partitions um, on either side, but those are also obscured by peacock feathers and clothes and could be other tapestries. There's, like, on her... On the right side, there's the peacock with its feathers coming all the way down to the rug that's underneath the couch. Um, like a huge ass yeah. mounted peacock, it looks like. Yes. And then there are peacock feathers on the other side of the couch too, which I thought was like a like a plant. But if mm. you look closely, it's actually feathers that are coming out of a vase that are... Oh. Oh, and there's a plant in the background. So it's there's kind a of plant. Obscured. There's like a, an embellished mass. Yeah, well, right beside her head, really close to her face. Yeah, the tapestry behind her is so interesting too. There's so yes. many similar elements in it to what is surrounding her, and then like I guess the very background is like very dark blue with like small golden stars. Yes, one thing I noticed. Ah, uh, actually, I'll get into it. <laughs> Not yet though. Um, do you get? an eastern vibe from the tapestry that's hanging behind her i don't know what kind of vibe i get i don't know either when did you say it was from 16th i think 18th i think the 18th no the 19th century 1800s um but wait let me just see if that's right I actually have a Google document today. Normally, I just have like notes scribbled on a little notepad for the podcast, but oh, there were too you're many quotes. So much more organized than me. <laughs> no, not organized. Just yeah. Uh, sorry, 18th century. So 1700s. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. There's just so much shit, and like every time I look at it, I see details that I hadn't noticed before. Like mm-hmm. somehow I hadn't noticed the mask until today. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think the mask is actually kind of important. And then there's also this like sort of repeated leopard theme. So there's like the leopard ottoman. There's these two, I think it's a cushion behind her where there there are these two leopards that are looking at each other on the cushion, I think. Mm -hmm. Then there's a leopard hat or bag or something sort of near her feet. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a leopard maybe blanket near her face. So there's a lot of leopard print in this condensed little area. There is. There's also on the right side next to one of the golden fawns, like a small, it looks like a clutch. Yes, totally. Very Like really intricately embellished. It's not very close so you can't see the detail. Also, the whole thing is like obscured with, like the style of photography that the artist chose. So we should probably say, so the photographer for, um, the photographer uh, for the album cover is Annabelle, Annabelle Mehran, M-E-H-R-A-N. Um, and she did the cover photo in black and white. And oh. then, so it was on black and white film. And then she gave that film over to artist Becca Mann. And Becca Mann painted over the black and white photo. So all of the color that we see on the album art is actually a painting Whoa. that Becca Mann did. Isn't that cool? I, I like, didn't realize that. Yeah, it's so cool. At first I was confused because I was like, wait, 
Annabelle Moran did the photography, but like the cover art is somehow distinguished from that. But yeah, it's because it's not actually just a photograph. It's like a painting and a photograph, which I think the symbolism of that of that is kind of interesting too. Yeah, but the it depth also to it. Yes, exactly. And it, it makes for what I think is this really like hazy effect. Kind so of dreamy. Yes, exactly. So I in my uh, being super prepared, as I always am, uh, three hours before we started recording, I was like, uh, I want to ask this artist about her like process for this. So I emailed her. Oh, no way. Good job. Giving her only three hours to respond. Yeah. She hasn't, but that's very fucking fair. But I said to her, like, it's super beautiful. Like, would you agree that the effect that it gives it is to make it like more hazy and dreamlike and... Um, words like that. So I'll let you guys all know if she if she ends up responding. Yeah. My bad for not having done it first. Okay, so quick editor's note. Um, this is Nikki editing the podcast the morning after Sam and I finished recording. And Becca Man answered me so quickly and promptly, and I'm so excited about it. So um, I thought I would just take a second here to read what she said in response to my email. Hi, Nikki. Here's what I remember from that project. Joanna and Annabelle Miran had taken a group of photos together for the album. They are longtime friends and collaborators. Joanna had wanted the artwork to be entirely untouched by computers, if possible, so the photographs were taken on film and printed in the darkroom photochemically. She wanted color for the cover image, so I was enlisted to hand tint the photograph, which I did with thinned paint on a 16 by 20 matte fiber print. There were some tests and some back and forth with visual research references to hone the exact atmosphere she wanted to convey. I made a few small adjustments to the image by hand, just incidental shadows and things that needed correction. And I added stars in the corners where there was a bit of blank wall space in their composition to create a decorative late night starry sky pattern there. I used the six pointed stars I saw in Alphonse Mucha's paintings to incorporate, however subtly, the decadent decorative aesthetic of Art Nouveau, a little good luck for the record. Not sure how much else I can relay. It was a very fun project to work on with them and I love the record. I'm very happy to have contributed the color dimension to the artwork, but like all things Newsome, the concept and the very specific ambience relayed by the packaging in conversation with the music inside was entirely of her own design. Hope this helps. So thank you so much to Becca Man. We appreciate the response so much. And I think that's so cool. Like the Mooka references uh, and it's like sort of a nod to Art Nouveau vibes, which like Sam and I go on to talk about a little bit in the rest of the recording for this episode um, is just super cool. It's super in line with like the Parisian 1920s vibes that she that Joanna describes the album cover as going for here given that Art Nouveau really uh as far as I understand became a thing after World War One so Sam and I don't don't talk about this email specifically because I just got it right now as I'm editing the podcast uh again totally my own fault uh on that front but I thought I I just needed to share this really cool I just needed to share this uh, 
I don't know, really cool email that I got from Becca Mann. So thanks for that. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. Back to our conversation. It really gives you this appreciation for how much fucking work must have gone into painting over this photo because all of the color that we see is just, it's a painting. And you're right about looking at it. Well, first of all, like the talent of this artist is incredible. Do you see on the upper right-hand corner? um, So Nikki's looking at like a high-res online image and I have the vinyl. So I'm sure there's a little bit um, of a difference in translation there too. But there's like this pinky rouge dress um, that's obviously like tulle and then a layer of silk underneath. Yes, yes, yes. How did the artist distinguish between those two fabrics so Dude. clearly <laughs> i don't know and then like it's on each, really impressive it's so cool and then on each of the side tables not only is there like there's a reflection yeah. from the wood it looks like actually the one on the right has some cutouts in it maybe yeah or maybe like a piece so of glass pieces of glass it's incredible And the one thing I noticed, so I went to Annabelle Moran's website and she's done a lot of, the the photographer, Mm -hmm. she's done a lot of photography for Joanna. You guys should check it out. Like literally all my favorite pictures of Joanna Newsome are taken by this woman. Um, The two, like I have uh, Joanna as my background and as my like lock screen. And I didn't do this on purpose, but both of those pictures were taken by um, Moran. And I don't know, how, is that how you'd say her name? Moran? Mayran? Moran or Mayran? Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so I was comparing on Moran's website, Mayran's website. She has the black and white photo that she originally took um, uh, for Have One On Me. And I was comparing it to the painted over version to see if I could see any discrepancies. And the only one that was super obvious to me was the blue and gold stars that are at the top left mm. and right um, of of the picture. Um, it sort of looks like it's the background. That wasn't there. So in the black and white photo, that's just gray. So that's um, totally painted by Becca Mann, the, the gold stars with the blue background. And it looks to me like it sort of echoes that, um, okay, so like near the left, the bottom left, um, side of the picture you can see like there's like a I don't know if it's like a scarf or a bag or like Mm -hmm. what or a blanket maybe but there's something with like little stars and moons on it Mm -hmm. and it looks to me like it echoes that and I believe if I'm right that that bag thing oh no that's not in the oh yeah it is it is sorry so yeah that bag thing is in the original black and white picture so that was there Originally, but um, Becca Mann added that really cool detail. That's um, at so the top. cool. Super cool. I also noticed as we're looking closer at this that there's crystals on each of the side tables of different sizes. Like there's some oh, taller, yeah. almost like iridescent, baby bluish ones. And then there's some larger pieces. I know nothing about crystals. I'm sure someone could identify them very clearly but oh i didn't notice some like much sharper purple ones with white underneath and then like a teeny tiny little like white one in front of that purple one on the right side yeah the purple i don't know fucking anything about anything either but 
if I had to guess, I'd say it's amethyst. Um, but I'm not sure. But I never noticed those crystals there before. See, you know something new no. every time. I've been looking and that's at this what's thing all so day. interesting, right? I think you're right that it's amethyst or purple and white crystals. So, Sam, wait. I'm going to send you a little linksy yeah. here. Um, because Google Docs. So, it's really hard to find information on this online, but... Um, from what I can gather, there was a series of, like, uh, for the album art photography, there was, like, a bunch of different pictures they took all as, I don't know if they were all options for the album cover, but they were all in the same sort of photo session with the same vibe. So, Sam, I'm going to send you that that link to show you um, all those pictures. Hang on. Well, that's amazing. I'm so glad you found that. I had no idea. Yes. I will try to also remember to share that on, uh, I guess, Facebook. Are you emailing it to me or are you putting it in No, the in the Zoom chat. Oh, I see it. I And most of these are pictures I think you guys would have seen before. Oh, yes. So these, some of these are in the oh my god this one of her with the hat and like the puffy sleeved that's that's dress. it's a version of that that i have as my phone background i'm trying to show you but it's so not some of these are in the inserts of the album as well yes um with this like incredible overall jumper that i've pined after for years okay wait scroll down and tell me if you think it's the one um, that she's wearing when she's like lying down on this bed and it sort of has like a polka dot breast and then two straps that come up from the middle of her yeah, chest. I think that's it's it. that one. It, I th love it. So I think it's a separate, I think it's like a structured, uh, purple corset oh, or something. You're right. You're right. Yes. And then it's the overalls on top. Yes, 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 yeah. totally. I want those overalls so badly. Oh my God, the whole thing is incredible. <laughs> wow. And then this colorized version at the bottom, um, the very last photo. Yes, yes. Where she's exactly. laying the opposite way and she has her head against one of the, what's the word for Deer, it? fawn. Yeah, but like it's obviously an animal that's died. Taxidermied. Taxidermied, like yes. fawn. yes. Um, so, okay, yeah, so sorry. This is her – she's lying the opposite way on the couch as she is in the album cover we all know and love. So her head is to the right and it's near like the big peacock. And, yeah, as Sam said, she's sort of like huddling with this little fawn. Mm -hmm. And then there's another one. So if you um, – there's another black and white one. So if you go up, mm -hmm. um, She's still lying with her head on that side of the couch and she's hiding her face a little bit more. But that's clearly from the, the same photo shoot. It's yeah. like the same setup. And then there was another one where she had the mask. Wait, where is it? I'm just going to send you this other link. because, mm -hmm. And uh, this is obviously, again, from the same photo shoot. And she's holding the mask up and like sort of hiding behind it. Um and again, her head is to the right of the couch. But I thought, and that's oh, the one I have with my background right now. Interesting. And it looks like the mask has like a an arm to it. Like yeah. A, and you yeah. can see that. You can see that. When In you the actual, closer. yeah, totally. Yeah. 
So I'll, we'll try to post as many of these photos as we can. Um, maybe like yeah, on the Facebook and maybe on the Instagram too. We can link to them. Um, yeah. I'll link to them in the whatever the fuck it's called that links everything together for you on a link tree or whatever. Oh, do you use that? You're so fancy. Yeah, it's on our Instagram. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> yeah, so if you go to our Instagram profile and you can link tree slash a hopeless endeavor, it will take you to our Patreon, <laughs> the latest episode, and our Facebook group. Probably everyone knew that other than me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know where all those things are. You don't need them. Okay. That's I so just... cool, though. I... The amount of texture that's happening and like, like it's obvious in the painting on the uh, final cover art, but also in these pictures is amazing. Yeah. It, it looks really like there's is. a really strong light source towards her too. Like there's a, in this, this picture where she's holding the mask above her head. Yeah. Uh, there's a pretty strong shadow there too. Yeah. I think you're right. Um, I also think that this photo that I'm going to send you, this is riveting audio content, I know. Um, I think that this photo is also from the same, not the same, like, it's a different setting, but it gives me the same vibes and it's by the same photographer. She um, is so ethereal. Yeah. <laughs> so she's wearing like a very form-fitting, like lace cutout gown. You know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of in The Sound of Music when Lee's, I think it's when Lee's sings 16 going on 17. She has like a very specific like baby teal colored gown. Very embarrassing. I have never seen oh, The Sound of Music. I loved those musicals as a kid. Um, but she's like reclined on a chaise longue again, like a, hmm. a good couch. And then she has like a fan and she's she's sp spread out in a way that I think is reminiscent of the odalisque imagery that we're going to talk about in a, yes. in a bit. I'm going to send you a picture of Lee's from The Sound of Music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, her hair is also up in that most recent picture you sent. And it's like framing her face. She's not looking at the camera. Her eyes are almost entirely closed. Um, but whatever couch she's sitting on is obviously... So, so cool. She has a fan in her hand, too. Mm -hmm. um, there's, like, a bowl of fruit in front of her. So, again, some, like, really interesting textures. Um, and the way that the, the light source is coming from behind her in this one, too. Like, you can see it reflecting off of the fruits mm. and kind of lighting the back of her hair. Um, so, the thing that I – or that like – two things that I thought were really interesting just about these series of photos that I uh, have just linked. Um, oh, there we go, Sam. Let's see. Hang on. Oh, yeah, totally. I can see the resemblance between those dresses. They're just like, yeah, lace and delicate and like elegant kind of. Um, but yeah, one of the um, the things that really stood out to me between – uh, those different photographs that were potentially either contenders for the album art or just like done in the same sort of photo shoot is that there are an abundance of beds in, mm. uh, in the pictures. And if there's not a bed, she's 
almost always lying down, um, like lounging sort of. And uh, I think all of them maybe are, you could make the argument at least that there's like odalesque imagery, mm. odalesque imagery happening in them. Um, Do you want to explain what that is again? Yeah. Because I don't yeah. remember. So let me just see if I have. Um, okay. So I can just pull up the Wikipedia too. I think that I copied and pasted something I had wanted to say about it. I just need to find it in my stupid unorganized mess here. In Western usage, the term came to mean the harem concubine and refers to the eroticized artistic genre in which a woman is represented mostly or completely nude in a reclining position, often in the setting of a harem. Yes. And so the idea is that, oh yeah, there was some, there was really cool stuff actually I want to say about Odalisk. Um, imagery in portraiture in particular because so hang on there's just give me a second here so there's this sort of famous um uh portrait i guess called grand odalisque by jean auguste dominique in grèce uh, in 1814 oil on canvas and it's in the louvre and uh it's let me just send you the Wikipedia, Sam. I yeah, no, I'm on it. Is... I got it. Oh, you're on it. Okay. Yeah. So, 1814. Yes. And one thing that I thought was really interesting is that um, people would criticize this painting. So it's, again, it's a woman whose uh, back is towards us. She's naked. You can see her breast poking out from underneath her arm. She Her head is turned so that she's, like, looking back at the viewer. And she's... Um, uh, in this like very lush setting, there's like fabrics around her, um, very like rich colors. And um, this painting was at first really criticized because of the disproportionality of her body. So um, I'll just read this like short section on Wikipedia that I thought was really fascinating in, in the Have One On Me context. So um, it says, Stemming from the initial criticism the painting received, the figure in Grand Odalisque is thought to be drawn with two or three vertebrae too many. Critics at the time believed the elongations to be errors on the part of Ingress, but recent studies show the elongations to have been deliberate distortions. Measurements taken on the proportions of we real women showed that Ingress's figure was drawn with a curvature of the spine and rotation of the pelvis impossible to replicate. It also showed the left arm of the odalisk is shorter than the right. The study concluded that the figure was longer by five instead of two or three vertebrae, and that the excess affected the lengths of the pelvis and the lower back instead of merely the lumbar region. So another interpretation of this painting suggests that since the duty, since the duty of some concubines was merely to satisfy the carnal pleasures of, of the sultan, this elongation of her pelvic area may have been symbolic a symbolic distortion uh, by the painter. So while this may represent sensuous feminine beauty, her gaze, on the other hand, has been said to reflect a complex psychological makeup and to betray no feeling. In addition, the distance between her gaze and her pelvic region may be a physical representation of the depth of thought and complex emotions of a woman's thoughts and feelings. Which, 
I thought was interesting for a couple of reasons. So I think there is undeniably this like, um, this statement about femininity maybe um, happening on the album art. So I'm so out of breath because my lungs have no more room to in inflate. Um, <laughs> I am too pregnant for inflation. Um, but uh, yeah, just like that, um, the Heaven on Me album art is, I think, making a statement about femininity and the body. And Joanna herself has talked numerous times about how much more earthly this album is and like grounded in the body. I'll read a quote um, on that later. But yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Sam? I mean, I think there's a lot of similarities between this Grand Odalisque and the Joanna Newsom cover art too. Like neither are wearing shoes, which I think is oh, really yeah, interesting. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, both are surrounded by these like incredibly opulent fabrics. Um, like in the original painting here, there's this like silk embroidered silk curtain um, that the woman is facing towards behind her there's like maybe like a pearl necklace oh no it's a uh like a few different um different kinds of fabrics on the bed she's sitting on there's like a really intricate piece of jewelry right behind her back she's holding a fan of some sort in her hand that has peacock feathers in it um to like the very right of the image there's obviously like a, a hookah with like a bowl packed um Wait, or something like hookah? that a pipe of some sort oh yeah 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 yeah. okay um and then some other small piece of fur it looks like it looks like smokes coming out of it somehow yeah. maybe it's like just the style of hookah i've never seen before yeah um, on she's also wearing something on her head she has like a headband with like some kind of pearl jewelry and then like an incredibly beautiful scarf with like the rattan ends, rattan ends to it. Um, is that the right word? Um, the peacockness. Mm -hmm. uh, the skin, like the, the way that her skin is kind of muted and like it's um, blurred is very yeah. similar. You. The way that Becca Man paints the the cover it gives it that same blurred sort of quality that mm -hmm. the the Grand Odalisque has. Um, also, the way you can see her breast poking out from between, like from between her body and her arm, mm -hmm. uh, it's sort of the same on the Heaven on Me cover. Like you can, yeah. she's wearing a strapless dress, but you can see just like a hint of breast, um, which I think is important because of just like the. The sexuality, I think, mm -hmm. in this album. She is like, Jonathanism is like supporting herself in a similar kind of way. Like she has one arm out and forward. You can see it behind like the pinkish pillow in front of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. then it's interesting because they're using opposite hands too. Like this in this original Olesque painting, we can't see the arm that is curved. We can see the arm that is out mm -hmm. the arm that is out is holding something and it's the opposite for joanna i just went to zoom in like on a screen on the album <laughs> in my hand and joanna's holding <laughs> a glass of wine which like considering all that we've learned about 
have one on me is an album that she is having a drink it's just like chef's kiss on it's perfect the thematics of it all um i was also wondering i don't know if this is a thing or if i'm just making this up but um like if you zoom in on her face she looks not like joanna newsome like it's very it gives me very much the impression of like a character that she's putting on or like a mask even that she's putting on like she just looks different than she normally does obviously as a painting so that could play a, a role a big role but I was wondering about her lips in particular and the way the artist painted them so to me it looks like she centered the color so I'm like super zoomed in on my like very high res picture that you sent me yesterday Sam but yeah it looks like the artist didn't bring the the color to extend to the full corners of her lips that the artist kept the color sort of centered um, in a way that reminds me of like geisha makeup, which I know nothing about, but like this very like, I mean, obviously Eastern vibes, but like um, sexual too. Let me just see if this is a thing. It's all very blurry on her face too. Like her mate, her her nose is almost entirely washed out. Um, yeah, yeah. And then you're right. Like the the middles of her lips, especially the bottom, are really emphasized. Um, you can barely see any eyebrow, but like the yeah. outline of her eye is really quite dark. Um, yeah, it's really dark. She has a lot of like eyeliner on. Mm-hmm. Um, She's a side part, which I love. I love that too. <laughs> um, so I found this quote. There's a bunch of quotes I want to read today. I just need to like figure out where to put them all. But mm-hmm. um, so there's this website called Feminist Music Geek. Um, Great. And in my deep dive today, I found this on the on the album art. So this person writes, um, of course, while I may approve of female pretensions, she was talking about uh, uh the potential pretentiousness, I think, of have one on me. But um, she says, I also have to check it. Here's where Annabelle Mehran's album cover seems necessary to consider. Newsom is draped across a chaise, suggesting an archetype and portraiture known as the Odadisk. Strewn about her are knickknacks from a decadent, decadent bohemian lifestyle. Shawls, rugs, lamps, pelts, stuffed animals, antiques, a peacock. To me, the image composition most clearly brings to mind Henri Rousseau's The Dream. Erté may also be an influence as Newsom is fashioned a bit like his Scandinavian queen. The political implication of these artists' styles and their respective involvement with post-impressionism and art deco should not be overlooked, particularly with regard to race. The former was notorious for its problematic first world fetishization of its own notions of primitivism. The latter poached quite a bit from Japanese woodcuts, thus perpetuating Orientalism. Indeed, when you juxtapose Newsom's alabaster complexion against her uh, exotic surroundings, the racial implications of female pretense become troubling. Who is afforded the time to ruminate? Who gets to lie in repose? Um... Uh, then they go on to say, with that said, the cover, like the contents of the album, are beautiful, troubling, and revealing. 
They demand considerable examination and they're getting it from at least one listener. Um, so I thought that that was interesting. Um, given the Eastern themes of the album, like I wonder, I don't know. I had read somewhere today that like, um, that she might be making a statement about the female body being colonized in a way that is similar to the, to the way that the West colonizes the East. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much of that is happening here. I don't know how much she's just trying to evoke the, um, the Eastern imagery that we get to see on the album with like, as we go through the album, there's like some, we've talked about it, but I don't know, but I thought that was interesting. It is. And the idea that like only a certain population has the ability to relax and, you know, live this opulent life with all of these incredibly delicate, beautiful pieces, I think makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. I'll send you that Rousseau um, uh, painting that the... I have it open here. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. Um, it's come up a lot when I've been looking for, just on Instagram, for um, art to share for the episodes. Oh, interesting. Um, but I like the connection between the album cover because it's not something I've thought of specifically with reference to this album art. But I yeah. can see... You know what's interesting about the cover, too, is that, like, they didn't choose, like, you can see underneath the ottoman that there are some, like, random strings from the fabric hanging. You can clearly see the rug that isn't, like, perfectly flat. Mm. Um, it's interesting to me that they decided to keep, like, the floor in and that bottom in it all. Like, it's almost like that's... Like, compared to the opulence and, like, extraness and um, the textures and the colors and the fabrics, it's really interesting that they decided to keep, like, this wooden floor mm -hmm. into, like, yeah, just an yeah. interesting choice. It is interesting. I think stylistically it makes it, it, like, draws the eye in uh, into this very condensed, like, Mm -hmm. like frantic almost like there's so much shit in this like very tiny space because really like so you don't really notice it but so much of the album art space is taken up by that tapestry in the back yes and then yeah. there's the like borders of the stars that we had talked about like the blue and gold um star areas then there's that floor that sort of frames the bottom and so what we get is this like super condensed area where there's just like all the shit that you can imagine uh, packed into that crammed little space. I want to know more about the piece behind her too, yeah, because it too. is really interesting. I'm going to see if I can search by image. Okay. Um... I also wonder how much of a statement, like this is me talking completely out of my ass, but I wonder how much, um, like, okay, so I get this impression from both like the mask being next to her and the artist, um, like her way of painting. So the fact that this was a black and white photo that then we've, um, that then color gets added to after 
And then also the floor thing just made me think of it too, your point about the floor sum, in that like there seems to me to potentially be this theme of like what is real is very like plain and unadorned and uh, like without makeup and without like lavish flourishes. And like that's what's actually there. But the way that we present ourselves to the world, like especially as women, is this much more um, uh, like constructed, calculated, polished, but like not quite getting at what's real version mm-hmm. of ourselves. So like this room, you're right, would look super bare if it weren't for all the shit that we're piling on top of it. It's just like this like very plain uh, floor, which interestingly, I think the artist left black and white, I think. Um, yeah, I think you're right. And then like what would be left is like this black and white sort of unadorned version. Uh, and then like the mask being there makes it just seem like she's drawing our attention, I think maybe, to the fact that like, Femininity is this mask. There's this way I can present myself to, uh, yeah, to articulate this particular version of me or to accomplish any number of goals um, or to express yourself in a way, in this very particular way. But it is, in essence, like a mask, right? Like it is, you're putting something on. Yeah, and I think that makes sense with a lot of what we've talked about throughout this album. Yeah, and that she's chosen this image to represent the album as a whole, too, is really interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, especially because so, much, so many... I heard, read some interview this morning where she was talking about, like, the interviewer asked her, like, would you say that this album is more personal? And she said something like, I think we need to distinguish between personal and direct Mm -hmm. like yes it's a personal album but it's not a direct album um i think to mean that like just because you know she's writing about things that are very personal doesn't necessarily mean that they are copy and pasted from from her real life right thank you so much for listening to this first part of have an on me cover art um we try our very best nikki did some great research said it sound uh, <laughs> yes you did you debatable. did um you probably know where to find us but i'll repeat it just because it's part of the script that we do at every episode <laughs> at the end of every episode we have an instagram if you would like to follow us there it is a hopeless endeavor podcast we ask your opinions sometimes and try and find cool art to go with our episodes. Um, there's a link to our Facebook and our Patreon and all of the episodes, which have been weird on Apple podcasts lately, but everywhere else it's fine. So it's okay. We can explore, listen to different apps. <laughs> it's fine. We're flexible. Um, you can email us at a hopeless endeavor at gmail.com. We also have a Patreon and a Facebook that Nikki runs. Yep, so it's all linked in the show notes and stuff, but the Patreon is just patreon.com slash a hopeless endeavor. Facebook is a hopeless endeavor. John needs some podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Check us out there. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. 
for um this this series of two episodes on the album art we're making it a point to post all the links to the pictures that we're talking about because we know we reference a lot of visual stuff so if you want to check that out feel free to um you guys know what to do thank you for listening we'll be back next week with part two the final part of our discussion on have one on me and then and then by popular demand by popular (laughs) demand we're gonna move to divers which is batshit bunkers yeah all right Okay, bye. What a transition. <laughs> We've done a year. A year of have one on me, man. Yeah, that that like that's crazy that we've done a year of have one on me. I think we talked about that in some episode. We must have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That we've done a year of have one on me, but like that we've been so mired in have one on me makes yes. moving to divers feel like super like uprooting. I'm like, oh my god. Yes. Do I know how to talk about a different album? I don't know. I don't, not yet. We'll <laughs> have to figure it out as we go. <laughs> All right. Um, Thanks so much, guys. Thanks so much, you guys. Okay, bye. Bye. (laughs) 